Welcome to another episode of Below the Surface with MJ. Uh, we just finished part one of Protecting the King, Understanding His Weight with Trent Jolly and Charles Carter. And one of the things that we ended at, we ended at really just the weight again or the power that the woman has, right? And, um, you know, it, it really kind of puts things in perspective for me as a sister, right? Because I have a black brother. I have a black father. And I value them so much, right? And I understand that even my words have power, right? Like, I can, sp I can call my brother and literally shift his day, right? I can call my father and shift his day. And I just want us as women to really be able to speak life into our men, right? Because the men, biblically for me, they're the head, right? And so if we're not, you know, setting our, our households up in a way, in a manner that trickles down, you know, I feel like we're already doomed. We're already setting our families up for failure. Um, and so what I want to get at is kind of off of that thought, right? Um, a lot of times, unfortunately, and I think this is a lot of the issue, right? A lot of women are having to raise children alone, right? Um, we, we do. We see higher levels of men being incarcerated, and they're not in the homes, right? So it, it causes the women to have to care and raise children, which repeats cycles and creates generational curses. Um, we see this a lot, right, in the, in the black dynamics, right? So how do you think this impacts the dynamics of our society if our black men aren't in place, right? So we have two phenomenal men here that are in place, but what can, what, what's happening, right, in our society when our men aren't in place? Chuck, you want to take it? Well, I'll start with that one. I think a lot of times we just have to unlearn a lot of bad behaviors. Um, so it's more so just taking accountability for some of the things that we're doing. Um, whether it be um, not being there for the children, not being there for our spouse, or not being there for our family like we should. Um, and a lot of times we're um, making a lot of impulse moves that affect um, lifetime decisions. Right. So taking accountability um, and, and putting ourselves in, and, and being open to unlearning a lot of bad behaviors that we're doing. Um, and in that process, you know, understanding the love aspect of it. Um, so... I think once we can figure out exactly what it is that it takes for us to be um, successful um, in our careers or finding opportunities for us to be stable enough to make, um, you know, the right decision. Right. Um, I believe that's that's what it's going to take. Right. Because for me, you know, everything falls on the man. You get what I'm saying? Like if the man, I think. If, if you have a man that's in place, right, and, and he is happy, right, that trickles down all the way to, to, the, to the wife, to the girlfriend, to the kids, to the everything is just great, right? Um, and so we just have to shift the dynamics, right, to really be able to talk to one another and talk to the souls and the essence and really be able to kind of like remove our agendas out of the way, right? And that goes for both sides of things. Um, do you have anything to add, Trent? The thing that we left out is that, is that the enemy's always working too because the devil's job is to kill, still and destroy, right? Right. So how many times have we been distracted by things that he's doing to make it look like something when it, when it really is not nothing? Now, what happened when I started having insecurities? Do you baby those or do you make it worse because you're not doing nothing? Right. So the, devil, the devil set us up to fall out. And now we're fussing about something that's not even a deal breaker. Right. But now we're mad for two or three nights about something that is not going to change nothing. Right. See, the thing about it is that the devil always is doing his job that we don't pay no attention to. Mm -hmm. Because the thing about it, he after 
Christian marriages. Right. And we fail to realize because we're, we're the landmark of our future generation that come up behind us. Right. How's our, our kids going to see the right way to go when, when we're going the wrong way and we don't know how to fix it? Right. Right. Wow. Yes. That's so powerful. Yeah, that's so that's so powerful. Um, and I mean, really, you know, it, it, because if the household is right, uh, it it not only just makes it right in the household, but it makes it right in our societies. Everything is better. Um, so, OK, there's just a lot of different things, though, that we read the statistics that the black man goes through. Um, and I want to talk about physically, right? Because we see so often in the news our black men dying at early ages, right? They just go through so much, right? Um, and so as men that carry households and as men who carry stress just of the day-to-day -day mm. where we're, as, as women, may not recognize that you're carrying those stresses, what are the hesitancies that you guys have with not maintaining your health? Right. Because we need you in place. We've we've understood we've understood that. Um, and so we need you healthy. We need you well um, to keep, you know, keep our societies in place. Right. So what's the hesitancies that you think black men carry with not maintaining their health? Ooh, um, I think it's just another factor of stress. Um, so a lot of times if I'm not addressing something that's wrong with me physically or um, emotionally, So if I find out what's really going on with me health-wise, a lot of times I won't necessarily um, tend to it because I already have to deal with paying the mortgage or paying certain right. things or how am I, how am I going to be able to do this or how am I going to be able to do that. And I think once you put yourself in a position where you can handle the day-to-day -day stresses, then you can actually be receptive of actually wanting to get your mental health checked, wanting to get your physical health checked. Um, yeah. Wanting to get certain things done about your life without necessarily putting it on the back burner. I can't afford to be stressed out about what's going on with my diabetes because I got, I got real bills. Going <laughs> on so I think um, as to over time, it's getting better. And I, I even have to deal with some of these things myself. I have to be better with um, actually going to get checked out, figuring out what's wrong with me, certain things about myself. Um, because I can't be the man that I need to be if I'm not where I should be present. for myself, for right. my kids and my my spouse, so, um, and from, from my, my mom, my father, my sister. Um, right. And, and so I, I, once you just get to a point of being able to address those things and be in an area and a space to where you can afford to focus on that, which I think that should be number one, but as black men, over time, it's been low on the priority list mm -hmm. than it should be. Yeah, um, awesome. I love that. All right. I think the number one thing on the list is that, man, we okay. I ain't sick. Yeah. You know, I'm good. And so, and I think that's going to be the key thing about it. You know, it's not the fact that we don't take care of ourselves. It's nothing wrong with us. Right. In our mind. So. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that's some interesting perspective. So we have an audience here of women, right? Um, and I kind of just want to get their perspective, right? Because we're only looking at it from one side, right? Mm. And I'm, I'm here to support you as the king, right? But there are some concerns I think that we as women have as well, right? And so I want to allow an opportunity for our audience to ask a question or even provide insight and perspective in this moment. So do we have somebody in our audience that would like to offer a perspective. We do. Shalom. <laughs> <laughs> Men's health. 
just overall, I think this was such a vital conversation that we need to continue to have. Um, two different men coming from different angles, but in essence saying the same thing. And I can speak for myself. I'm very bold and direct and all of the things. So I learned so much today that I can take back in reference to going back to what Charles said, surrounding whatever I say with love. So not feeling like I have to be quiet to keep the peace, but make sure I'm coming from a place in love. Also from Trent saying, sometimes you just think you're okay and I can't beat my spouse down or my father down because I'm like, you're lying. No, you're not okay. No, that's not helping the situation. And so I think having these conversations, a lot of times in the church house, we don't have the forum to have these type of conversations, mm. but small groups, intimate settings where we can be transparent and not be judged and hear a different perspective. And I just appreciate this. I'm super excited about the podcast. Um, so much was said today, and I think we could go even oh, no. deeper. Um, but season two about to be lit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, all right. Perfect. So going back to what Shalom said about being able to have a takeaway from today when Mariah said that biblically, but just in your overall uh, just mindset that men are the head. I think that when like this podcast is about protecting men, but I think when women get in place and understand that we are the life mm. because we create life. Like, we are portals, and, like, everything that comes from us will speak life into the entire situation. Now, like you said, um, we, we should switch it to where the man is, you know, it trickles down. When he's happy, we're all good. But we know that when the woman is happy, <laughs> the house is good. So if, if we as women remember that everything that I say, like, when I think about my, my home, uh, my kids, my cat. You know, when I was in a relationship, everyone's waiting for me to get out of bed to see where I'm coming from. And so if I get in place and I, you know, align myself in every aspect, knowing that whatever you say is going to build all these people up, that, I think that is the type of queen that aligns with the king. So that I know that everything that comes out of my mouth, everything that comes from my mind, even my mind, even my mind is so powerful to dictate his space. Because like you said, he can look at me and tell when I'm off. And so it's like if I get in place, then I can, I can protect my king if I get in place. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Um, that was great conversation. And I was trying not to beat the, the woman up too bad because I know that we have so much power and influence. But this has been great conversation. Um, and, I mean, gosh, like there has just been so much positive conversation. And this is what I really want Below the Surface to be about. I want it to be not us coming off as if we just are the experts of any topic, right? But I want to hear real, honest conversations about stuff so that we can really provide insight, that we can provide a safe space that, again, it's an extension of ministry, right? Where we're able to open somebody's eyes in regards to a situation or a topic. So I'm just so grateful to have my live audience to be going into season two of Below the Surface Podcast. All right, so you heard it here. Season two, episode two, protecting the king and understanding his weight. Again, stay tuned for our next episode.
Ha <laughs> ha